Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book Seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host, Brad S., and I am an alcoholic. There's a joke if you play role-playing games that basically goes, the new guy shows up, he's never played before, and looks around and goes, so how do you win this game? And all the other players kind of look at each other and roll their eyes and groan. Because anyone who's played D&D or RPG or Assassin's Creed or any of these long-standing games knows there is no end. Well, welcome to sobriety, boys and girls. There is no end to the work that I have to do every day. Every day I have to get up, remember who I was, try to be who I am, and strive to be who I want to be tomorrow. Let's hear what Joe and Charlie say about wrapping up this series of talking and learning about the 12 steps. On page 87, <clears throat> as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we're no longer running the show. And <clears throat> humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we're not burning up energy foolishly as he did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. The shortest little paragraph in all the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in a simple way we just outlined. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. Remember, Bill had this gigantic spiritual experience, and it was a wonderful thing to have. But he said faith was out without works was dead, he said. And so he gave us step 12. And step 12 says, having have a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. And I have awakened spiritually as a result of these steps. And I am a different person today as a result of these steps. And what am I trying to do with this now? I'm trying to <clears throat> try to carry this message to the alcoholics. I'm trying to carry this message to others, especially alcoholics. In the old uh, first original big book, original manuscript of the big book, others and alcoholics. So I'm trying to carry the message of the 12 steps. And my job simply is to go to the new people, make a 12-step call or the new people in our group, and I try to tell them how I got from where I was to where I am today. And the result is that I got there through working with the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as laid out in this book. That's all I'm supposed to do with that is to tell the, the new people so that they too can see their step one, so that they too can begin their journey in step two, so that they too can see how to turn their will and their life over the care of God and how they might take inventory and to talk with other people and to make amends so that they too can have a spiritual awakening. That's what I'm supposed to be doing with this information that God has given to me. <clears throat> and I'm supposed to practice these principles in all my affairs. And that's a hard thing to do, especially in my home. Because in my home it is difficult to practice these principles in all my affairs. And the reason that is because all of my <clears throat> character defects are threatened in my home. My security, you know, my sex, my financial security, all those things are more threatened in my home than any place else. 
So I think it's very, very important for me to practice these principles in my home with my wife. You know, ultimately, that's the last place that I finally did practice these principles was in my home. But I found out through practicing it out there that I need to definitely practice it in my home with my wife because that's where I live. That's where I am, really, you know. It's real easy for me to practice these principles here in these meetings. I love you and you love me and I'm not going to hurt you and you're not going to hurt me. But at home, that's where it's really hard to do. And that's where ultimately I have to do this. We alcoholics don't like to do anything unless we can see the payoff in the end of it. And I think step 12, having had a spiritual awakening is the result of these steps, is the magnificent payoff that we get for the first 11 steps. I think it's the greatest promise to be found anywhere in the big book. Having had a spiritual awakening is the result of these steps. I think it promises me that if I'll practice the first 11, I'll have that spiritual awakening. What is a spiritual awakening? A personality change sufficient to recover from alcoholism. Bill tells us in the 12 and 12, there's many kinds of spiritual awakenings. Because there are people in AA, but they've all got certain things in common. And that is that we're able to feel, believe, and do things we could never do before on our own strength unaided. I feel things I've never felt before. I feel love. I feel patience. I feel tolerance. I feel goodwill toward my fellow man. I never felt that before. I could have cared less about you. Oh yeah, you could have some after I got what I wanted, but I came first. I don't feel that way anymore. I believe things I've never believed before. I believe God is a kind and a loving God. I believe he stands ready to help any human being anywhere in the world the instant they're ready to give up on self and turn back to him. Always before, I believed he was a punishing God and a God of justice. Thank God he isn't. If he was, certainly we wouldn't be here. I don't believe those things anymore. I can do things I never could do before. By golly, I can stay sober. And because of the fact I'm sober, I'm allowed to do many, 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 many things I never could do when I was drinking. So surely I've had some kind of spiritual awakening. Now what am I supposed to do with this? Well, I'm supposed to carry this message to other alcoholics. And what is this message? It's very simple. If you're all screwed up in life, if you're not feeling good, if you're drinking or thinking about drinking, we know where you're coming from. We used to be like that too. We came to AA. We picked up this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet and we put the first 11 steps to work and we've had a spiritual awakening and we're not that way anymore. Now if you won't be like we are and you follow the same procedure and you're not going to be that way anymore either. That's the only message we've got in AA. Some of us get to fancying ourselves as healers. We get to fancying ourselves as marital advisors and economic advisors and etc. I don't know anybody that ever screwed it up worse than we did, but we still think we can advise. No, we only know one thing. But let me tell you, the one thing we know, we know it better than anybody in the world knows it. We are the professionals, you and I. We know more about alcoholism than anybody alive. 
because we're the only people that's ever experienced it. We know more about recovery from alcoholism than anybody alive. We're the only people that's ever done it. We are very unique individuals. And I think we have the unique knowledge to avert death in countless thousands and thousands of people if we're willing to use it for the proper purposes. There's no doubt in my mind, none whatsoever, that in the 1930s God got, God got tired of seeing people like us die. There's no doubt in my mind that he took Bill and Bob, the first 100, Dr. Young, Self-Worth, and all the rest, and put it together so we could have it today. God has always worked with people through people. He very seldom speaks to one of us direct. Now, if he chose the people in the 30s to put it together, they're all dead today. It stands to reason that he would still be choosing people today to do the same job. There's not an alcoholic in this room by mistake. Every one of us ought to be dead. Some of us two or three times. And we woke up the next morning and we said, my, wasn't we lucky last night? No, I don't think luck's got anything to do with it. I think God chose you. I think he lets you suffer your alcoholism so you'll learn what you need to learn. And when he's ready to use you, he removes the obsession to drink. Now the only question in our mind is this. Are we going to do God's will or not? Are we going to carry this to other alcoholics? Or are we going to continue to try to build money, power, prestige, sex, and etc.? Or are we truly going to do God's will? And God's will for us is very, very simple. Now, our book tells us exactly how to do that. Let me show you how to make a 12-step call. It won't take but a minute before we finish up. On page 92. <clears throat> Tell him how baffled you were, how you finally learned that you were sick. Give him an account of the struggles you made to stop. Show him the mental twist which leads to the first drink of a spree. We suggest you do this as we've done it in the chapter on alcoholism. If he's alcoholic, he will understand you at once. He will match your mental inconsistencies with some of his own. If you're satisfied that he's a real alcoholic, begin to dwell on the hopeless feature of the malady. Show him from your own experience how the queer mental condition surrounding that first drink prevents normal functioning of the willpower. In other words, talk to him about the problem. Talk to him about the allergy. Talk to him about the obsession of the mind. Show him the hopeless condition of the mind and the body. That's exactly what our book did for us in the doctor's opinion in the first four chapters. Then you've got his interest on page 93. Let him ask you that question if he will. Tell him exactly what happened to you. Stress the spiritual feature freely. If the man be agnostic or atheist, make it emphatic that he does not have it to agree with your conception of God. He can choose any conception he likes, provided it makes sense to him. The main thing is he be willing to believe in a power greater than himself, and he'll live by spiritual principles. That's exactly what our book has done for us in chapters 2, 3, and 4, over on page 94. Outline the program of action, explaining how you made a self-appraisal, how you straightened out your past, and why you are now endeavoring to be helpful to him. It's exactly what our book did to us in chapters 5, 6, and 7. So if you want to know how to 12-step, 
just pass on the information that the book has given you. Pass it on in the same sequence, and you can't go wrong. I was scared to death to 12 step. I said, I'm afraid I'll hurt somebody. My sponsor said, you can't hurt them. He said, hell, they're going to die anyhow. He said, do the best you can and get on with your business. This thing really does work. Let's go to page 164. And we're going to finish up with the last two paragraphs. Joe? You know, there's a story in that other book that they read around in this building a lot. About a fellow about 2,000 years ago, he was practicing these principles and carrying this message. And one night he was at a meeting and he was talking. And he said, the things that I do, you can do also. And these two guys heard him say this. And I like to think they were alcoholics. Because they went back home and they got this fellow who was sick. And they brought him to the meeting the next night. And there was standing room only. They couldn't get him in. And the reason I think they were alcoholics is because they took him up on the roof and they chopped a hole in the roof. <laughs> and they let this guy down in there. And he looked at this guy and looked at them and he said, Well, it's by your faith that this man is healed. Is that not what happened to me? It was by the faith of the people in Alcoholics Anonymous when I got here because I didn't have any. It was their faith in this program that kept me coming back until I could come to believe that I ultimately have faith. It was by their faith. And later on in the story, they were in a little town called Cernan. And he was talking again that night. And after the meeting, they heard, they told him of a fellow they had locked up in the cave on the side of the hill. And he wanted to go up and talk to him. And they said, oh, no, don't go up and talk to that guy. He's full of resentment, and he's full of fear, and he's harmed a lot of people. That's the reason we got him chained up on the side of the hill. Now, this might have been the first treatment facility. I don't know. <laughs> he says, no, I want to go up there and talk to him. He said, what's the man's name? He said, well, the man's name is Legion, for he is many. He had many defects of character. So he went up there, and he talked to this guy for a little while, and he turned him loose. He cut, took, the, took away his resentments and took away his fear and forgave him for all the harms he had done other people and set him free. Is that not what happened to me? Now he wrote a little step for us right here. All the other guys that he had helped, they, he took them with him. And Legion said, can I go with you and do what you do? And he said, no, Legions. He said, what I want you to do is to stay here and just tell people what happened to you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. We did that in steps 1, 2, and 3. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. We did that in 4, 5, 6, and 7. Clear away the records of your past. We did that in 8 and 9. And give freely of what you find and join us. We'll do that through 10, 11, and 12. And we, <clears throat> we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you treasure the road of happy destiny. May God May bless, God you, bless and you and keep you until, until then. We Thank love you. you. Thank you for letting us be here. The Big Book, or Alcoholics Anonymous, versions 1, 2, 3, or 4, are all basically the same. 
As we have learned over the last 57 episodes, Joe and Charlie have taught us that this is a guidebook, textbook, and workbook for our or my sober life. Many people can get sober if they try. Many people cannot even when they do try. But as long as we now have a guidebook, as long as we now have a path that shows us how to get to recovery, then there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a path to sobriety. There is a manuscript to recovery. There is hope. That's what the big book gives us, or as I should say, gives me. Gives me the ability to know that I can wake up today. I was sober yesterday by the grace of God and my higher power. I will hopefully be sober today because I get that daily relief of this program and I will plan to be sober tomorrow because I do not know what tomorrow brings me. There are many versions of Joe and Charlie. I've worked with this one from Latrobe in July of 93 over the course of a weekend. There were eight tapes. Some of them sounded a little better than others, but it has been my joy and lightened my heart and been my service to bring this version to you. And I hope you have enjoyed it, and I hope you haven't minded my commentary before and after. As I said at the top, as Joe and Charlie always say at the top, all opinions expressed in this podcast are my own. I am not part of AA other than I am a member. Take care, and God bless. And I hope to see any or many or all of you on that road of happy destiny that we all trudge through our daily sobriety. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week, this is the Big Book Living Alive Joe and Charlie podcast.